Hello everyone, this is Jeffrey Kerr. From November 18th through 21st, Judson Theatre Company will be presenting a new holiday comedy by Stan Zimmerman and Christian McLaughlin titled Yes, Virginia at Owens Auditorium inside the Bradshaw Performing Arts Center. I'm here today with one of the two actresses starring in the production. She has appeared on Broadway in The Sign in Sydney Brewstein's Window, Two Gentlemen of Verona, Raisin, The Wiz, and Dreamgirls. Her TV credits include Quantum Leap, Nurses, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Mad About You, NYPD Blue, Malcolm and Eddie, Just Shoot Me, The Steve Harvey Show, Touched by an Angel, City of Angels, Judging Amy, Everybody Loves Raymond, and Dynasty. Her film credits include The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, The Wizard of Speed and Time, Scenes from the Class Struggle in Beverly Hills, Love Crimes, For Love of the Game, and College Road Trip. Please welcome Arnisha Walker. Wow, I'm tired after hearing all of that. I did all of that. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, I mean, good for you. I've been lucky to have been employed for so many years. Yeah, many years. How excited are you to start rehearsals? I'm very excited. Uh, this will be the third time we've done this production. The first time we did it a couple of years ago in L.A. at the Dory Theater. And then we did it for the Jetson last year during quarantine. We mm. did it online. So which that was a very new experience for me. And uh, now we get to, you know, do it on stage at the Jetson in person again. So <laughs> exciting. From having done this play before, what's most exciting for you about getting to do it a third time? Well, I mean, I adore Stan, the playwright, and I adore Mindy Sterling. As a matter of fact, Mindy and I were born on the same day and we have the same agent. Huh. So we have quite a bit in common. She's like my sister from another mother. I think one of the reasons I'm uh, very excited about this play is that, you know, it's about two women of a certain age. And a lot of times people feel that when you're older, you're not relevant anymore. That's kind of like what these two ladies are going through. Their kids now want to take over and put them in a home. Like Mindy's characters, her children want to put her in a home. And uh, my daughter wants me to come and live with her. So they're afraid of, you know, losing their independence. And just because you're older doesn't mean that, you know, you can't be independent and you can't have a wonderful life. It's just a difference. You know, each stage in life, it's just a different transition. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it almost feels like fate for Hugh and Mindy to be working together, given all the things you've just mentioned, what you have in common. Yeah. I mean, we didn't realize that before we started working together. We didn't realize there was, we had so much in common. We were doing it in the winter time, the first time, and the subject of uh, birthdays came up and I was like, yeah, my birthday's 7-Eleven. Just my birthday's 7-Eleven. <laughs> and how has it been working with Mindy? Oh, it's a blast. We both are experiencing memory issues at certain, you know, points. So we help each other doing that. I mean, the play is a dialogue between the two of us for two hours. It's a tremendous amount of words. So it's, it's great. 
And as the whole world is slowly coming out of this pandemic, what does it mean to you to be performing for an in-person audience? It means a lot. I have to tell you, even the process of acting with someone on Zoom is so different because when you're on stage, when you're like, you know, one-to-one, you get to feel and you, you know, you get to see people's expression and you get to play off of each other. I'm telling you on Zoom, you have to look at the camera And for, you know, Stan had directed it so that it would kind of mimic a play. In order for me to look like I'm looking at her, I can't look at her on the screen. So that was quite an experience. We really had to listen. And then, of course, one of the wonderful things about live performance is that, you know, you get to fill the audience, the audience and the performance feed on each other. So you kind of miss that with the Zoom. There's nothing like live performance, really. And what do you mind telling us about your character? She has been the housekeeper for Mrs. Miller, which is Mindy's character, for 37 years, which means she raised her kids. Then all of a sudden, you know, the kids are grown. And I don't want to say too much about how these two ladies happen to come together on New Year's Eve, because there's quite a twist here. But suffice to say that by the end, both of them realize, you know, that they need each other and that they can have their own lives away from, they don't have to depend on their kids. And going back to the beginning, how did you first get started in the theater? I think I first knew I wanted to be an actress when I was five years old. I saw Doris Day in Calamity Jane. I just thought she was so beautiful. I loved her voice. The way she made me feel, I knew I wanted to make people feel that way. And that is a dream that never left me. You know, as little kids, you want to be many things. And eventually, they fade away or not. When I was 11, I went to live with a brother in New York and his family, and I heard about the High School of Performing Arts, so I auditioned for it, and I got into it as a drama major. That was like the beginning. I got my first Broadway show, which was also a Lorraine Hansberry show. It was the Simon Sidney Brewstein's Window. And when I say also, I later did Raisin, which was a musical version of Raisin and Sun, which was written by Hansberry too. Yeah, I got my first Broadway show at 16. That one closed after three days. So then I got cast into Joe Papp's Two Gentlemen of Verona. And I was in the chorus, but I worked with some wonderful actors, Raul Julia and uh, Clifton Davis, Jonelle Allen, Stockard Channing, you know, just goes on and on. I was always fortunate, even though I was the youngest, I worked with some really, really fine actors and learned from the best and directors too. And back to the sign in Sydney Brewstein's window for a moment. How did the opportunity for you to get cast in that show come about? I was apprenticing at Vanette Carroll's Urban Arts Corps. Her piano player, Neil Tate, he pulled me aside and he said, hey, kid, can you sing? And I was like, I think so. So, you know, he played a little something. He said, you know, sing this. And I did. And he said, wow, you really can sing. 
And he says, I know about this. I'm working on this show that's going to Broadway. I want you to come and audition. And so I did. And I got it. That was the beginning of my professional career. It would have almost been the end, too, because I was in performing arts at the time. I was in the 11th grade, and they had a rule that you could not work professionally while you were attending school because they were training artists. I wanted to be an artist, but I realized the stars were making the money. So I kind of wanted a bit of both. So I went to the head of the drama department, Mr. Esco, and said, Mr. Esco, I got a part in a Broadway show. And he's like, well, Arnisha, you know what the rule is. I said, yeah, Mr. Esco, I do. I'm prepared to leave school. And he was like, uh, let me talk to the board. Let's see if we can work something out. And they did. I mean, I had to, you know, keep my grades up, but they let me work. And every day after school, I'd go over to the theater, do my homework that night, do a show, then get on the train, ride two hours up to the Bronx, get up in the morning, do it all over again. Yeah, I guess it was almost like Groundhog Day. Yeah, but it only lasted a few years. And in one of your follow-up credits, you got to be the standby for Stephanie Mills as Dorothy in the original Broadway cast of The Wiz. What was that like? Well, first of all, doing The Wiz was a wonderful experience, working with all of those talented people. Standing by, I mean, you're waiting for somebody to be sick to go on. And believe me, Stephanie never missed a performance while I was her standby. And then after about a year and a half, I got the role of Benitha on Broadway when Debbie Allen went out to L.A., the week that I uh, left, Stephanie took a two-week vacation. She went on vacation. So I don't know if that was a compliment or what. Mm, <laughs> they, they don't let you understudy on. <laughs> well, hey, well, at least, you know, getting to be part of the creation of a new Broadway musical that's gone on to endure for many years. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the talent that was in that. There were several performers that never made it to Broadway. You remember Butterfly McQueen from Gone with the Wind? She played Prissy, the the young, I don't know nothing about personal babies, Miss Scarlett. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but by that time, you know, she was an older woman, except for she was a big, big star. Everywhere we went, they knew Butterfly, but she could never remember her blockings. God bless her. She was a wonderful lady. And she loved me. I loved her too. But she couldn't remember her blocking or her lines. She didn't make it. And I don't know. Do you remember the comic Stu Gillum? Because he was the original Scarecrow. He left right before we went to Broadway. And Hinton Battle, who ended up opening, literally had maybe a day's rehearsal as a Scarecrow when we opened. Yeah, there's so many backstage stories. I mean, it's a wonderful show. Yeah, I I have really had the good fortune of being in some wonderful uh, productions. Oh, yeah. In fact, one of them I'm about to bring up. You're someone who holds the distinction of being the only woman to have played all three of the principal characters in Dreamgirls. And on a side note, at the time of this recording, today marks the birthday of Broadway's original Effie White's Jennifer Holiday. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I got to send Jennifer a happy birthday. Thank you for telling me that. And would you mind talking about your journey with that musical? At the time when they were doing the workshops, I had heard about it, but I was out in LA and I was a starving actor and I couldn't afford to go to New York and be in a, a workshop. 
So I had heard about this. And then when it opened on Broadway, of course, you know, it was a sensation. And I borrowed the money for a plane ticket. And I think I paid like $10 for standing room only. And I stood in the back and I watched this show. I thought it was fabulous. And when Jennifer sang, and I'm telling you, I said, I've got to do this show. I've got to be in this show. When they were auditioning for the LA company, Michael Bennett and Michael Peters and Bob Avian, they all came out to LA and I had really prepared for it. That audition was all day long. I kid you not. When I got cast in it, Michael didn't know what role he wanted me to play. So he paid me to come to New York and just learn Dina and Laurel. And I did. And of course, I ended up being cast as Laurel, the comedic role. But I always asked Michael, I said, Michael, can I, you know, understudy uh, Effie? And he's like, no, no, you're all wrong. So we were in LA and Lilius White you know, Lilius. Oh, oh, yeah. In fact, I actually got to see her in person at a conference in New York a couple of years ago. Yeah. So Lilius was Jennifer's understudy. But Lilius, at this particular performance, had uh, gone to Washington, D.C. to sing at the Kennedy Center for the president. So she was singing there. Jennifer was sick. So around four o'clock on this particular day, Michael Bennett calls me and he says, he says, Arnisha, you know how you always wanted to be Effie? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, you're on tonight. Get over to the theater. And so my first performance as Effie, I literally had no rehearsal. But of course, I knew everybody's part. I knew every line of the show. From that point on, I did my regular role and I understudied Effie at the same time. Eventually, Jennifer left the company and then Lilius became Effie. And she had understudy, but I guess I already knew the role. So whenever Lilius was out, I would be Effie. I remember one performance, I was standing literally in the wings in my Laurel costume, ready for the overture to begin. The stage manager said, Arnisha, go get into the Effie costume. You're on as Effie tonight. You know, so I was already, you know, geared up. My psyche was into Laurel, but, you know, you had to switch it. Theater is very exciting. It's unpredictable and there's no cut. Let's do that again. You truly have to be in the moment and you have to go with it, whatever. Although you also have a ton of film and TV credits on your resume, are there any in particular that happen to be among your favorite experiences in that department? I really enjoyed the time I spent on Nurses. We did three seasons, so you kind of become a family, you know, when you work that long and that close with folks. Almost everything I do has a special place in my heart because I've either learned something really, really, you know, important for my being, or I've met someone that has, you know, made an impression or become a friend for life or just being around talent, working with talent and pushing others and being pushed as an artist. It's pretty exciting. You never know. You never know. So if you're a person that likes surprises, which I do, 
acting is cool. You can't ever say that you're bored. You know, like people work years and years doing the same thing. You, you can't say that about acting. And you certainly can't say that about stage. And for those who'd like to have a career in the theater, where do you think would be a good place to start? Learn about whatever it is you want to do. If you want to do the theater or if you want to be in film or if you want to work on television, learn. You know, what's really good, I'm not doing a commercial, but I started taking these master classes. You know, that program where professionals just sit and talk and give advice and, you know, share how, and I take them and it's, it's almost like you're sitting there talking to Ken Burns or Chandra Rhimes or, you know, it's wonderful. Definitely learn your craft. There's tons of regional theater. Try and do theater in your city, you know, or community and then go for it. Arnisha, I thank you very much for devoting your time to this interview. It was great getting to talk to you. Okay. Well, Jeffrey, very nice of you to have me. Nice talking to you. And for those who'd like to keep up with your career, where can people find you on the internet? I have a web presence, ArnishaWalker.com. And thanks again for joining me today, Arnisha. This was great. Okay, thank you. As a reminder, Judson Theatre Company's production of Yes, Virginia will be presented at Owens Auditorium inside Bradshaw Performing Arts Center from November 18th through 21st. You can find more information through a link in the episode notes. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash carereviewspodcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at carereviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.